0: Does nature reveal or conceal Hashem's presence? This question is really the distinction, the fault line between the believer and the non-believer, the maimon and the ena Let me explain. To the maimon, to the believer, when he beholds the grandeur of the natural world, the majesty of the constellations, the biodiversity of his own body, the grass upon which he treads. Therein, he sees the imprint of the creator, the arrows pointing back to the creator. Nature is the affirmation of the creator. To the non-believer, on the other hand, the ability to probe the natural world and study the natural world and thereby arrive at understandings and explanations for its functionings, whether it's photosynthesis or gravity. Well, that seems to cut the creator out of the picture, as though because we understand nature, it's a force unto itself think about that expression. Don't mess with Mother Nature as though Mother Nature is a force onto herself, a power onto herself. And the ability that we can understand her and the how she functions, well, that cuts the need for religion, for Amuna out of the picture. Now, this latter belief of the animaimun is irrational when you think about it. It is really avoidance. It is saying that because we can identify the how of nature's functionings, we need not think further and beyond to the why or the even greater how of how did it get here. That we are looking at the curtain without considering that which is beyond the curtain, pulling the strings. But we can appreciate the appeal and even the comfort in simply focusing on the knowable without considering the great unknowable, i.e. Hashem. Well, this issue and how we relate to nature, I would like to trace... Within the Asher Makkos in our parsha, the revelation of Hashem and nature, that it's really an issue of what our attitude is towards the physical world and the laws of nature, and I particularly want to trace this from the first Maka Maka Stam, the plague of blood, because Chazal teach, as cited by Rashi, that the concept of striking the water into blood had to do with the Mitzrim's deification of the Nile. They revered the Nile. They worshiped the Nile as a god because the Nile provided their basic needs. Well, Chazal tell us that when Hashem enacts retribution from a nation, he first strikes their god. So therefore he first struck the Nile with Makastam, the Plague of Blood, prior to the other plagues destroying the Mitzram themselves. Now, there is something powerful, gripping, and even visceral in this perspective of Makastam blood. Bloodying up the Nile River is slaying the dragon, is as though killing this god, this phantom false god, of the Nile River. But there's more to be considered here. Because let's understand in truth. That the Mitzram were polytheists. The mitzvah worshipped many gods. The Nile was by no means their only god. And you actually see this in the later plague. The 10th plague. Bechoros, when it says, I will strike down their multitude of idols. So why was the Nile unique? Why was the Nile the God or the primal God to be targeted before everything else and before the mitzvah themselves in line with the teaching when Hashem strikes down a nation he first strikes down their God i.e. their primary veneration well the answer is that the worship of the Nahal is not just the worship of another God of another pagan subject of veneration but the worship of the Nile is really the worship of nature itself. The fertile delta upon which the Mitzram lived, it was sustained by the Nile. The Nile was the great force of Tava, of fertility, of life on the, Nile, on the Nile, on the delta. And when you think about it, veneration of the Nile then is really not an archaic ancient pagan belief, but really in line with modern secularists' veneration of nature and confidence that if you master the physical sciences and the natural world, you have all your answers and you don't need religion anymore. This is the nature and... The physical science is the repository of all the ultimate answers to the questions, to all the great questions, and you don't need any more. And if you can marshal the sciences and nature for your interests, you're good to go. And you no longer need to fear disease and other threats as the ancients did. Ha, those ancients who had to turn to religion. That's how modern secularists see nature and their veneration of science and nature. It's functionally the same thing going on with the Mitzram of old towards the Nile River, their source of fertility. And we begin to appreciate from a Chaim, seeing the Torah as eternally relevant, that indeed, the struggles in the Hamish, the struggles with the Mitzram in this case, is deeply relevant today while we might live in a different society with different mores. But Functionally, the issue at hand, the attitude towards denial, whether the Nile, whether the actual reservoir of the Delta or the forces of nature, whatever they might be, that man continues to venerate today and believe therein lies the answer to the great questions. That is, so to speak, the challenge to him, or the challenge to faith it's this misinterpretation of how to see nature imposing this glass ceiling nature and that's it as opposed to appreciating that in fact nature is pointing to that which lies beyond and from this perspective there's a pasuk in the Tar parasha proclaimed by the Navi Yichaska, which is particularly powerful and gripping, he says Paro Moch Mitzrayim, Hatanin Hagadal, the great Nile croc, Harovitz Besochia Orov, crouching in his Nile. Asher Omer Liouri, Paro the Nile croc says, It's my Nile, Vani and I made myself. Now, this, on the surface, strikes one as sheer lunacy. Pyro the Nile croc said, it's my Nile, and I have made myself. You've made yourself? Pyro envisioned metaphorically as a Nile croc. I get it that he says it's his Nile, that he finds natural habitat in the Nile. But what does that mean? I made myself. You can't make yourself. That's a non sequitur. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Making yourself, well, before you exist, you don't exist to make yourself, right? But the answer is, when you read the Pesach sensitively, Paro, the Nile crock in the Nile, ensconced in this reservoir of abundance, he smugly says, I don't need the creator. Of course, logically, I didn't actually make myself. But functionally, the power of a god, the power of a creator now resides in me because I am master of nature. I am master of the Nile. And I am ensconced in it. I've been able to marshal it to my advantage. this is the same delusional smugness which a secularist has, which modern science has in terms of medical advances and the like, when they do not approach it from an Amuna perspective that these are this is a bracha from the creator an ability to marshal signs but by no means is science the ultimate answers the signs provide the ultimate answers but you understand the Nile crock crouches in the reservoir of abundance smugly and ensconced I have made myself cut the creator out of the picture And this is, of course, as we put it, a delusional perspective. And when at the end of the day, with all of man's capabilities vis-a-vis the physical world, when we humbly have a brush with our mortality, with our limitations and the like, with the truism that at the end of the day we are limited, And knowledge of the natural world does not provide ultimate answers and certainly does not provide ultimate clarity concerning meaning and purpose and the like. Well, that's a very humbling realization, which is deeply unsettling to the paros of old and the modern secularists alike. So they try to avoid it. They try to simply allow themselves to be obsessed Obsessed with nature, obsessed with the physical world and their knowledge of it and their ability to marshal it, as we put it before, allowing this this glass ceiling to impede their imagination and their ability to go beyond and deal with the great enchanting issue of a relationship to that which lies beyond the great enchanting mystery of Hashem of that which is beyond of that which can provide ultimate solace meaning fulfillment the Nishama validation and this delusion this perspective seeing the pyro crouching in the Nile as really a pitiable being Deluding himself and those around him is brought out powerfully from a well-known madrash when we tease out its deeper, the deeper meaning of this madrash and go beyond an infantile understanding of the madrash. Because there's a madrash which we all learn in childhood cited by Rashi in our parasha which tells us when Moshe is told to confront Paro and warn him of the impending Makos at the Nile at, upon the Nile at dawn, the reason for, the, for this directive was as follows. While well, Paro claimed self-deification, he told the Egyptians that he was a god. Well, how did he deal with the issue of his need to excrete not a very godly behavior while well, in the Nile, at dawn, away from the people, unnoticed by the people, in the concealment of the riverbed and the concealment of the wee hours of the morning, he relieved himself and thereby was able to maintain in the public eye this above-it-all Above human needs, I'm a God. Well, what is the deeper meaning of this Mendresh? Why is it perpetuated in a Torah's heim in an eternal Torah? Do I really need to know what the propaganda machine of the Paro of old, of that Goebbels of old, was? Does this really have a place? Deserve coveted real estate in the Torah? This gross depiction of how he dealt with his feces—you'll excuse me. There must be a concept. There must be a meaning here related by this match. Well, think about it for a second. What does the Nile represent, Par? What we developed is the n- the Nile represents his diluted smugness, I'm good to go, I don't need Hashem, I don't need the creator because I have the Nile. He's of course that Nile croc who says, I've made myself because I am, I have the Nile, I'm good to go. So Paro concealing his need to excrete in the Nile really needs Paro masked his physical limitations the mask the, on a deeper level, the frightening state of man that at the end of the day, we're vulnerable. We don't have the ability to cope forever and under all conditions. And left to ourselves, we're kind of in the dark. We're groping for answers certainly in terms of purpose and meaning, but even in an ultimate sense in terms of ability to survive. However far we advance in our knowledge of the sciences and our technological ability to marshal the physical world for our own interests, well, this frightening truth of our limitations is symbolized by Pyro's corporal limitations as in his need to excrete he masked it in the Nile to thereby proclaim self-deification he is deluding himself and those around him by masking vulnerability in the smug attitude vis-a-vis nature and marshalling nature and at the end of the day, this attitude of the Paros of old and the modern secularists alike, which we've come to see and understand, how our Paros is a Tyrus Chaim, an eternal story, deeply relevant, no less in the era we live in than in this ancient story of old. Well, this diluted attitude of the of Maimon is so sad and pitiable. Because at the end of the day, where does it leave, man? When the delusional music comes to a standstill, when the ability to hide and conceal, to conceal one's limitations, to conceal and run away from the vexing questions like, what is this life about? At the end of the day, am I just a conglomeration of cells? Who am I? Where am I going? What What am I forever? All of those issues that we can only deal with when we pierce beyond nature, when we allow our imagination and our consciousness to spiral higher to the enchanting realm of the metaphysical, of Hashem, the world of Neshama. Well, there is no greater gift than this ability to transcend higher, which is really what the relationship to Hashem is all about. This is what Klaal Scroll is teaching to the world. This is our gift, a gift bequeathed to us as Maminim Bnei Maminim, And one that we have, in turn, been teaching the world forevermore. Nature is precious. Nature is beautiful. But it is only a painting. It's a precious canvas with brushstrokes. But it is only a painting. There is an artist behind it. And he is the true one to marvel at. He is the true one too connect to, and with whom we will find ultimate satisfaction and purpose.